return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Uh, pictures, different things like that. Come on up. Let's welcome her, all right, as she comes to share. Are you using this mic? She got it. Um, I, I forgot to get that. So it, I think this will be all right. Thank you. Of course, I, I don't know. I like my hands, so use my hands. Anyway, I'm, uh, I'm kind of emotional. <laughs> so not in a bad way, but like just about like that last song, Oh, How, How I Love Jesus, about his love. And so... I was thinking about, like, what do I really, I want to share about India. I want to share about his love. And I want to say some words from a song. The love of God, how rich and pure. How measureless. How strong. It shall forevermore endure. The saints and angels song. And I've been thinking about that song this week. If, if it can be spliced in here tonight, I'm, I'm really hoping it will be. I have way too many slides. You can ask Michelle. <laughs> she helped me with that. And um, amen. <laughs> so um, I just am so grateful for his love. That's why we go. That's why we are on a plane for 33 hours, and it's the faces of India that compel us, that draw us to go back. And I'm thankful for Jesus tonight. Amen. Thank you, Lord, that he's given us good news, and we can, because of good news, we can go around the world. So what if we didn't, what if we had bad news? We wouldn't go anywhere. What if we had no resources? We would go nowhere. What? Oh, they did put that up there. The love of God, how rich and pure. Because it's all about his love. What if we didn't have healing in our hands? We would have nothing to offer. But there would be no hope. There would be no purpose. But we can get up in the morning on purpose with a passion and share his love across the street or across around the world, across the ocean. So I just want to say thank you to the Lord to start out with. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So will you pray with me tonight? Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for Jesus. We thank you tonight that we can stand here in victory. We can stand here tonight with hope and with the word of God burning in our bones And that you've given us a reason to live. You've given us a song in our heart. And we thank you, Lord, that you've empowered us. That you've endued us with power from on high. And you have anointed us with fresh oil. Thank you for this fresh oil. 
that comes from the top to the bottom and that we have a word in season. Thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit moving here tonight and that there'll be a word in season. I'm praying tonight that everyone will receive a word, a fresh word, as we report, as even in the book of Acts, they got together and they rehearsed what the Lord had done. As we rehearse tonight, Lord, what you've done, I pray that everyone here will be encouraged and blessed and lifted up. And they'll hear, hear thou from heaven. And we pray in Jesus' name. Everyone said. So I love Proverbs 25 where it says, and I, I purposely did not give the uh, list of verses. I just thought for tonight, if you want to turn in your Bibles and pick up your Bible. How many have your Bible here tonight? There's nothing like carrying the Word of God. Uh, this is a very old Bible, but it's in a case that was given out in India. Thank you for those who gave. It financed pastors and leaders there with new Bible covers and with uh, DVDs that we already mentioned this morning in, is it 16 languages? 15 languages on one DVD. Woo-hoo! <laughs> We're strobing. And... Um, and it, it's a refreshing for them. I, and little things, too, as I went around the house. And I, how many have pens that multiply in your drawer? Do your pens have babies? My pens have babies in my purse. Well, no, usually not in my purse when I need one. But there's like 15,000 in the drawer. And I went around and collected those. And we brought them to Andhra Pradesh. And, and it's like a treasure. And so they, we poured them out on this table, and the pastors came from villages. And, and then um, the, a couple of the people in charge, they were like, you know, like they didn't want everyone to get them all at once. So it's like a new pan, praise God, <laughs> and a new Bible cover. So I'm emotional. <laughs> so just please go with God here tonight and his love. When I think of their faces, when I think that a pan means so much to them. Like water to a weary soul is good news from a distant land. And I feel like they really don't care how much we know. They just know that we care. And so we can all do that. We can show people that we care. And um, that's such a blessing to be able to show people that how important they are. I, I have a scripture also from the Psalms, but it's a prayer of Solomon's. And, and it even says the western kings of Tarshish and other distant lands will bring him tribute. Speaking about the king, will bring the king tribute. And it says the eastern kings of Sheba and Seba will present him gifts. And when we went there, I'm grateful for my husband's vision to go there and to minister to pastors and to leaders and to treat them like royalty because we all want a pat on the back, but I was forever humbled seeing them that they have no ladders to climb. They have no one saying, boy, you're really used of God or, you know, but hopefully in the name of Jesus that when we go there that we could encourage them and give them, we used to call it years ago, strokes. Don't we all want a stroke on the back? Like, hey, God's using you. Hey, 
You ha- you're valuable. So we brought gifts to the pastors, to the pastor's wives, to the leaders. Thank you for everyone who contributed. I'll probably say that a lot tonight because we couldn't go if you, get, if you didn't send. And we, we're grateful. So we brought gifts and treat, treated these pastors like they're royalty and um, brought them nice things. And the love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless, how strong, it shall forevermore endure. I'm praying tonight that the love of God will just sink down and just kind of like, you know, like, I I can't think of the word, but it's like, sink, like that. (laughs) When something goes, thank you, Carol, and you get me, (laughs) sink, like that. And that the love of God will, will, that will happen to us in our heart tonight. Yeah, yeah. And that there'll be a time of refreshing that always comes from the presence. It's his presence that brings refreshing. We prayed for hundreds of, of sick people, as you could see through the video. We prayed for the demon-possessed, and they were released. And we prayed for those that um, had so many needs. And uh, there's many answers to prayer. It says in Matthew 8, when evening came, and I want you to listen to three words here. It says, and and this is, they brought him to Jesus. It said, many who were demon-possessed were brought to Jesus. And it says, Jesus drove out the spirits. But these three words, it says, With a word. He drove out those spirits. Say that with me. With a word. Three words. With a word. We heal the sick with a word. It says, he drove out the evil spirits and he healed all that were sick with a word. It's Matthew 8, 16, if you are looking in your Bibles. But how beautiful. Isn't that beautiful? what we can do with a word. Thank you, Lord. We send your healing word here tonight for anyone who's ailing, anyone who's uncomfortable or in pain. We send the word. We send the healing. And we heal the sick with a word. Should we say that together again? With a word. We got a word in our hearts. Thank you, Lord. So, I'm going to also share just a portion, maybe it's two verses here from Corinthians. But, you know, we ask like, someone may ask, you know, why do you go so far to share the gospel? That's a long ways away. It's 11 and a half hours of difference. And so they're, they're getting up already. They're already in our tomorrow And what came to me was from Corinthians. And so I was hearing this phrase, and then, but then I looked it up in a a Phillips translation or something. But it says, love knows no boundaries. It is, it is 1 Corinthians 7, and you're going to see it different in your translation, but it's, I'm sorry, 13, 7 and 8. 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter, verse 7 and 8. But love knows no boundaries. Love, love doesn't know that you're going too far or 
driving too far or maybe driving across the state to pray for a sick relative. That love knows no boundaries. And it says, love knows no limit to its endurance. Love knows no boundaries. No end to its trust. Love has no fading of its hope. Come on, let's say la on that for a minute. Love has no fading of its hope. It can outlast anything. Isn't that why we say love never fails? It can outlast anything. The love of God, how rich, how pure. It is, in fact, the one thing that still stands when all else has fallen. And we sing that song, your love never fails, never gives up, never gives up on me. Your love never fails. So there are no boundaries with love. You can go anywhere riding on love and uh, walking in love and, and uh, walking in the spirit. So we're called to share his love regardless of ethnicity, regardless of boundaries, and regardless of any other circumstances. So I'm, I'm so grateful for that. And um, I, another song that I thought of came from chapter Luke, and it's verse 34. When I give these references, it's just going to be maybe a few words out of the reference, but it says he poured in the oil and the wine. Luke 10, 34. And we could sing that song tonight too, couldn't we? He poured in the oil and the wine. The kind that restores my soul. And we know tonight that people are bleeding and dying on the Jericho Road. But he poured in the oil and the wine. And we have the opportunities every day, even tonight. Pour it in. Pour in the oil. Pour in the wine. And we're so grateful we were able to do that with the pastors, with the leaders in the open air meetings, in the crusades, when this, these words actually mean they provide personal refreshment, the oil and the wine. Personal refreshment. The wine is to cleanse wounds. And there's a wine from the Holy Spirit. And as we brought the word and offered them wine, spiritual wine, it cleansed them of wounds And the oil bringing soothing to inflammation. So we poured in the oil and the wine, the kind that restores my soul. Because weren't we all once bleeding and dying on the Jericho Road? But someone came and someone poured in that oil. Someone poured in the wine. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone who gave. Thank you, everyone who prayed. I want to comment on a few things that have already maybe been mentioned at Ladies Bible Study. But I want to say thank you for these Bible, stu- these Bible covers that I already showed, the DVDs. Um, we were able to bring shoes. We were able to bring Betty's scarves and gave them to pastors and leaders all around India. And there were so many scarves that I, I'm sure um, Irv said she would be so thrilled. Annie sent jewelry. 
toys. We brought balloons, purses, little tins that were filled with useful items, course finances. We brought gum. We brought crystal light. We brought um, candy. We brought suckers. But we brought the life from the word of God. We brought um, healing and oil and wine for uh, souls that were discouraged. So there were some words that were given to us, and the Funderburgs stood in the foyer and said, you know, this is going to be your best trip ever. It was just like, zunk. I don't know. If somebody can spell that word for me, you let me know later. Okay. Zunk. And it was like, boom. And um, the suitors said we would have double for everything. It would be like double. And then if they sent a message, it would be double. It's double. That happened. Double. Janine had a vision of God moving mightily. Donna, if you remember, came up and said, expect the unexpected. Do you remember her saying that? <laughs> Many other words of encouragement. Um, Pastor Alicia, that you will look at a picture of, and um, he really stirred my soul. I don't know. Sometimes you meet someone and you just know that they had been with Jesus, right? Unlearned men, but you know that they had been with Jesus. And I felt that way with Pastor Alicia. And um, he and I asked Dave if he would, you know, here and there help me remember things as far as numbers. But so Pastor Alicia is starting doing what Jesus did, schools, churches all over India. He's from Hyderabad. He drove 12 hours to come and see us because he said that the Lord said to him, they flew 33 hours to come see you. <laughs> so he is starting. Yeah, yeah. It, he used that word. He said, the spirit of God forced me to come. We're like, thank you, Jesus. And there's a fire in his bones. And I just felt like several times over there, like I was, I was with the disciples Maybe because of their dark skin and their brown eyes. But um, Pastor Alicia really touched my soul. And so they are starting so many churches and so many doing what Jesus did, Bible schools, that they can't keep track of them all. And could you help me with a number here? Several thousand. Zink. <laughs> India, Nepal, Pakistan and Dubai, and the Middle East, and these doing what Jesus did, these manuscripts are being translated into all of these languages, and these pastors are rising up everywhere doing what Jesus did. They are healing the sick, yes, amen. They are cleansing lepers. We'll show you a picture tonight of a little boy I want you to put in your prayer book. I cannot quit thinking about him. And they are, they are raising dead people. People are being raised from the dead through the word in highly persecuted areas. And so the love of God, how rich, how pure. It's a measureless, isn't it? How strong the love. It shall forevermore endure. It says the saints and angels song. We're going to sing about his love. We're going to shout about his love. We're going we're gonna to go everywhere and love people everywhere all the time on purpose. So here's one of the words that Pastor Alicia sent in the meantime. With signs and wonders, he says, I, this is a word he gave to us. I am establishing the work of their hands. 
that gives fruits every month. <laughs> they all, you know, have their um, accent in their um, several languages. So sometimes their words come out different than we would. But the work of our hands, let's claim that. We're, we're a body here. And God is saying he's establishing the work of our hands. Go ahead, put your hands up. <laughs> establishing the work of our hands and that our hands give fruit every month and that it's a great harvest. It's a great harvest. It's not little and it's not insignificant. God says it's great because he's a great God. So I'm excited for for um, this new contact with Pastor Alicia and... Um, and there were other prophecies that were given that were um, amazing. Dave did walk in in an apostolic, what's the word, apostolic position there. And it was without any words spoken, just something in the spirit. The um, darkness stood back. The light stands back. The darkness and the darkness comprehends it not. So let me go ahead and get through a few of these slides and I'm going to click and I might just click over some fast. So um, once again, I want to say thank you to Dave as my husband because I wouldn't, he sets up all the, see, and I put some pictures of him first. He sets, oh, I've got to click. Click and talk. Oh, boy. Uh, he, hmm? Oh, here. He sets up the flights. Here. Oh. Hmm. That was cute. Okay. He, he does all the scheduling. He does the contact with the leaders over there. And I appreciate being... Um, he's a, I'm a conqueror. He's more than a conqueror. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. You might have to help me with this. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll fill in the blanks. That won't be a problem. So, the love of God, how rich. Do you want me to point up here? Back here? Okay. And like I say, the first ten slides are Pastor Dave. Here he's given out these Bible covers, um, praying for a lot of couples that wanted a baby. As I show pictures tonight, if you just pray in the Spirit and agree with what was prayed, that these so many couples want a baby and that they'll be... Um, They'll, yeah, that they will get their answer to their prayer. These are, this is a family. Families came up many times and they said, we, will you bless us? Many, and they knelt. They kneel on the floor. They sit on the floor to hear the word. And um, this man noticed his earmuffs. We always have to giggle a little bit because they were cold and we were hot. This was our open air meeting. And uh, this man was uh, touched by the Lord and many of the children who come up, Pastor Dave also likes the food there. So he's become very international. That's a banana leaf. And then the rice went on top of that. And he's smiling. 
And, um, oops, I just want to say one thing about this document. But when children would come up for a blessing, too, they would, most of them would say, please pray for my high marks in school. And uh, so we prophesied bright future and bright hope. But this is so neat, too, because the pastors over there asked if we could bring ordination papers that then they could give out in their churches. And so then we got a template, and then pastors signed his name down there. And so pastors are being ordained over there. Um, I want to point out Sam Cootie. He's in the black shirt, and we've talked about him a lot, but he is um, a spiritual son to us. Thank you, Dave. That'll really be a blessing. And he also is one that drove like maybe 12 hours from um, to tour. And he comes and when we're there and we uh, are able to provide money for him and he's able to, uh, with the money, with finances we give him, he's building a church right now and um, reaching regions that they wouldn't otherwise be hearing the gospel. He, sh- he sent me pictures of his home where he grew up this week and his dad kicked him out of the home when he became a Christian. So Sam says the power of God's moving in this one village and the most powerful Hindu leader in the region says, can you put a house church in my home? I mean, this is kind of remarkable. So they have a house church and the most powerful Hindu leaders in that region in his house and they're meeting and they're worshiping and so forth. This Hindu leader is being touched by God, which would affect thousands of people. Oh, the love of God. How rich, how pure. And we met Sam the first time that I went there, and we've been connected ever since. When he got converted, his uh, either his cousin or brothers broke his arm. Oh, okay. So when he was converted, his family didn't like him. Now, this power of this is a little boy. He went to a vacation Bible school outreach and, and kept coming each year. God touched his heart. He gets saved. The family did not like it, so they broke his arms to get him to renounce Jesus and to go away from that. He did not. <laughs> and uh, uh, here he is today as an evangelist. He's gone to YWAM and uh, has a squeak, a, a, you know, a quarter here, a nickel there. And, um, but God is providing for him and materials and uh, Bibles and literature, and, and he carries an anointing. He went to that vacation Bible school. They, wasn't that where they gave chocolates? Or was that another story? Yeah, as a little boy. So God can use chocolate. Amen. So we had great fellowship with him. And oh, well, here he is again. So see that smile? And um, then he was taking another trip to see his mother and his sister to continue to win them to the Lord. And his uh, father is still not happy with him. Um, Thank you for giving. Um, Every time we go, uh, we send money ahead of time, and then the pastors all get a gift. And this is, I think, a coffee carafe. We're presenting them here. And some of the other pastors got another kind of a gift. Here's some of the pastors and leaders, and uh, Kamal, if you want to point to Kamal. He is, he's the one that organized this conference, and um, we're able to uh, go to several churches because of his connections. This is an amazing story, too, how God can use the social media. We met Pastor John and his wife, Pauline, 
and we met them through Kamal through Facebook. So uh, however many years ago, then Pauline connected with me, and then she begged us to come to her church, and then now we've been to their church two times. And then we've um, also been able to go to their home and bless them in their house. This, oops, did I do that? Okay, so, okay. <laughs> the love of God. <laughs> they have two children. Oops, did I go the wrong way? Okay, this is our out our, our window just interesting sights and sounds that are new to us. Um, this is, was this Monday night or that night? And so we were in a, a church by a Hindu temple. Do you want to say something? Well, this, this, wall, this wall is the same wall on the other side as the Hindu temple. Now, the Hindu temple, of course, the Hindus have many gods. The church name is King of Kings. It's a big deal. We might think, oh, it's nothing. No, it's a big deal there. You're saying your king, Jesus, is higher than every other Hindu god. And it's a major deal. And in many places, in villages, that's, that's death. But here they are in the city, and, uh, you know, they're proclaiming Jesus Christ. This is where we were at that, this morning in that video, too. We're at this church. So powerful to have faith in Jesus and to have the word of God. And that's the pastor's wife, and it is tradition to, uh, an honor to, they put a shawl on us, and that's why we have those scarves on. And here Dave is preaching, and they're sitting on the floor, and we were here last year too, and many of them were there last year as well, so then we could say how many were here last year, and it looked like almost all of them raised their hands and asked about healings, and they gave us reports of several who had been healed. Something that Pastor Alicia said that really blessed me so much, it's like we knew it, I knew it, but to hear it again, it's like... Uh, what will happen when we leave is that there will be many who report their healings. And um, and we saw that happen coming back, like headaches. And I laid hands on tumors and uh, hopeless situations. And um, hearing that God has touched them over the year. Here's, this is me preaching. Look at their beautiful hands, their passion, their fervent they are, to me, they're always wearing party dresses, and they, they don't have much, but they always look amazing, and they're always dressed up for the Lord. These are the, this is a young generation. Thank God for the young people here in this church, and in this city, and in this church, and that God is raising up. Paul and, Pauline and John's son, um, his name is Moses, and he's got a big dream, and he's got a studio that he's been able to um, make on the third level of their house. And that place, too, was um, the, the grandpa was Muslim or Hindu, the grandpa that wrote that book. Okay, anyway, um, what's my point? Um, he's got a big dream. That generation, he's recording praise music for Jesus, is what I'm trying to say. This is a pastor and his wife, and their two sons in that church. Here we are now, Monday morning, 
at the pastor's conference, and this is the upper room, and they just come from all over. Oh, we have to tell this testimony about the bus strike. Will you tell about that? was a bus strike in Chennai, which then hinders travel and the ability for people to get there. And, uh, and this, this conference started on Friday morning. We arrived on Wednesday. And uh, so anyway, we, we had just prayed. But on Thursday night, they settled the bus strike. And everybody was, everybody was rejoicing. The, to them, it was like, oh, the bus strike is settled. We just thought, fine. But to them, they were rejoicing. That was like a miracle. This bus strike settled, and they could all they could all move around and come to the conference. Couldn't come otherwise, yeah. So, so great is our God. Praise you, Jesus. And it was a day of celebration. This is outside of the church. And when we first met, um, Sheba and D. Cross are a main contact over there. And when they were first married, their their house had a bamboo roof, like a grass roof. And now, um, and they have reported that not only in their lives, but in the different churches where we go that, and I'm just going to say Pastor Dave, but maybe it's both of us, carries an anointing of prosperity. And every time we go, it's like they get, the level of prosperity rises. And now uh, they were able to build uh, two levels right now. And so with cement, and then, so the top level now is an upper Room they call it the upper room and it's the the Bethel Harvest Church, so um, it's it, they just keep expanding. We've taught over there on the prayer of Jabez, and God is prospering them and there is building projects and growth. This is another view in the neighborhood, uh, and here these pastors are worshiping. Um, this is just another session. We'll have like a few sessions and then a little. Uh, well, a, a coffee break, a tea break, and then a great big celebration with rice that the money is sent ahead of time and provided. And uh, here I'm able to give a word. We point to the man with a smile. He's a reader. Um, he's there each year. And like if Pastor Dave will go like, and um, John 3:16, and then before he can even finish saying 16. This man begins to read in whatever is, is it Tamil or, and he'll um, just be shouting out the word of God. He carries such a joy. I've uh, I've known him since 2009 and he will make, make it to every meeting, be in the front row. His health is going down some, but he, this guy is so zealous for the Lord. You see his smile. He has nothing by as far as nothing physical. But his heart for Jesus, he is great treasure in heaven. He's, he's just he's a magnet. Bless him tonight, Father, in the name of Jesus. And here's the rice, the big pots. There he's eating over there. And uh, this, is, this is in De Croce's and Sheba's house, which is the lower level, well, the main level. And um, this was a great reunion because this is Adam. If you'll point at Adam. And uh, he's also been a friend of ours now for a while. And uh, last year, I won't linger on this, but we um, met his 16-year-old son at the time. Three sons, Adam and Martha. And, and if you remember the story in Diva Paul, he spread out his arms like this, and he said, Welcome to our sweet home. And uh, very humble and very, yeah, one room. Anyway, uh, our hearts were so 
saddened when he, Diva Paul got electrocuted. So uh, this was the first time now in seeing Adam since his son went to be with the Lord. He, they have two other sons, and um, they are recovering. So this is in the kitchen, and then if you point at um, DeCross's mom, her teeth were healed last year. And then um, this is Sheba. And then last year, they, she, her prayer request was for a husband. She, she got her husband. This year, we prayed for the diva back one with the pink scarf. Pray for a baby for her. And then in the middle, this darling girl, uh, she wants a, a husband too. So those, it's just like us, right? We want family, <laughs> husbands. And this is uh, their bedroom. And um, tradition over there is that the, the father and the oldest son sleep on the bed. And then the mother and the youngest one sleep on the floor. And to them, that's, that's fine. That's, that's normal. She's very happy. She said her husband gifted her with a washing machine, which is right there in the bedroom. Praise God. There's the kitchen on the right. And uh, they're very hospitable. And on the left is very typical. Maybe it's typical for a lot of our homes, too, just filled with people and family and food and blessing. Thank you, Lord. And then this is the walkway down to the street. That's DeCross's father. And they're um, very um, kind and helpful. This is some of the neighborhood children. I was so hoping I shook that little boy's hand, but I saw on another slide that I did. So <laughs> I didn't want to leave him out. Bless his heart. Here's traffic. Nothing. It's nothing to see. Up to five people on a motorcycle, little children, or traveling, you know, in the vehicles like this. We saw one like this where they must have worked the night shift, and they had mattresses in there, and they were all sound asleep. Oh, they were sleeping on bags of rice. And uh, hard-working people with these, do you want me to back up? Um, animals in the street. And this is, um, oh, well, I think we already did that one. But this is the open-air meeting. And uh, there were people that were that came forward for uh, healings and um, again, their teeth, or um, uh, he's got a wound on his head from an accident. And so he was very open to the gospel and to receiving prayer. This is Pastor Adam's church. And they decorated, the lights are new, and uh, they have quite forward vision for the Lord. This was. Um, this was our sorrowful meeting with Martha in the home and and then the two sons. And then the grandmother in the background um, is still suffering with grief. We prayed for comfort for her tonight in the name of Jesus. This was a man outside of our hotel and very nice smile. We wanted his picture. This was a young girl that now we're friends on Facebook, and um, she was a real, she's my little angel. She helped me with some things, and her name is um, uh, Gaithra, 
working on these names still. And she um, is not a Christian, um, and, but now her and a couple of her friends have have uh, befriended me on Facebook, but that's fine. But what's really great, they are clicking on all the services here. They're hearing the gospel, and they're loving it. And yeah, she's a Hindu, and then her um, friend, it's like Mohammed, but there's quite a bit more to his name. And um, he's corresponding, and uh, the airwaves are busy with good news. And here's the Bible cover, the DVD handed out. Oops, did I do that? So I might have a couple extras in there. Yeah, this is who, go ahead. This is who we wanted you to see. It was Pastor Alicia and um, the schools that are exploding. You know, and it'd be something like, oh, wow, I wish that was happening here. Wow, it is happening here. Doing what Jesus did, laying hands on sick people and prophesying God's, God's word and God's will. That's Dikros and Sheba. And here we're in Tata, Andhra Pradesh. And I think it was this day that it was a festival called like Pungal. And so we didn't know that all the restaurants all restaurants <laughs> would be closed. And um, so we drove here and there and everywhere looking for, you know, some little spot to get a bite to eat. And we ended up at a bus stop, and it was fine. It's an adventure. <laughs> they didn't want us to be in here. Uh, so we took a picture. Uh, they they did get some food here, some rice and some different things, but they didn't want us personally to be in this place. But anyway, uh, you know, you find food wherever you can. And so we ate a little bit of rice that they bought there. Amen. It was, uh, it was fun and funny, just the experiences. And this is, yeah, this is at a, a, a night meeting. And here they are worshiping. See the smiles? Yes. One of the ten churches that Pastor James established. And it's just multiplying. This is called Lazarus Prayer House. This man in the red shirt, I know he was in a video last year when the Holy Ghost came on him. And he just began to shake and tremble. This is the little boy. If you'd pray for him, he has... Uh, some kind of a skin condition, probably leprosy, and one of his fingers is, um, I, I don't know, I, I didn't. Part of his fingers are eaten off here, and uh, it's a tough, it's a tough situation. There is leprosy medicine. But he's in a rural area and, and doesn't have access to that. And we would think, oh, you just drive to town. Well, they don't have vehicles. They don't have money to just drive to a city. So, uh, uh, so this is a, particularly affecting his hands, but he has lesions up here in his head as well. But we laid hands on him and prayed, and we want to follow up with the pastor. But he's missing some fingers here. I actually had a relative today say that they would give $500 to start a some kind of process to um, get help for him, but but we know that 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 would be um, 
something that would have to happen over there. And um, our hearts just are believing for him. These are workers that were uh, working in their party dresses in the garden. Yes, they're Hindu workers and very friendly, and we could shake them and uh, shake them, shake their hands and bless them and love on them. And uh, this is the conference where the the men and the women came in and uh, worshiping and uh, loving Jesus. And I I love the the passion. Here we are praying for beautiful people. Now again, this little gal. Uh, if I remember right, you know, typically it was to please pray for her future and for her uh, for good marks. This is Padu, who was last year healed of um, breast cancer, and she came running and uh, reported that through an interpreter. And I gave her a pair of new sandals to celebrate some of the sandals that we brought. These are pastors being fed and. I, I'm just praying as we show these pictures that um, that it can just be so real uh, to you how God so loved the world and that how his love is so rich and so pure. This is the next night um, in a church. Okay, this is the mother church of that other ch- of that other church. <laughs> I'm a poet and I don't know it. But my feet don't show it. They're not Longfellows. Preaching here and uh, very excited to share the Word of God and to see uh, signs and wonders. This is a picture just to show you the prayer lines of the people that are waiting in line for a blessing. This is the Church Nazarene. So this is a fundamental church that they'd been born again, right? So some years back... They'd been in some meetings, and the pastor got filled with the Holy Ghost. And he saw healings. And he came back, and, and that church exploded. I mean, I mean, there was a few people like, well, what's going on? Well, they, they left. The denomination kind of abandoned them. But this church got filled with the Holy Ghost, signs, wonders, and miracles. Now, this church started ten churches now. They are so on fire. And every time, every time we come, it's like... Oh, you know, they, they say they always take another step higher and higher and higher. So this church has experienced uh, phenomenal growth over the years when they open themselves up to the Holy Spirit. And prosperity, because they've been able to add on and um, just see so many more souls coming into the kingdom and miracle signs and wonders. Now, this mother here, um, there's a photo later. We, you know, went for a meal right next door to their home at like midnight. And so, but she is imploring the Lord for her two daughter-in-laws to be uh, healed from barrenness. And they're from, uh, they're Muslim and, but the girls have given their lives to the Lord, but we broke the, the curse of barrenness for them to both conceive. And she's just crying. I mean, she was very passionate, crying out to God. And they had dramatic conversions, so her husband and so forth. Uh, but then they felt like Muslims had tried to curse them because, you know, they weren't Muslims anymore. And so we broke those things in Jesus' name. Yeah. Excited to hear answers. These are the little faces. This is 
these are the faces of why we go back. And um, that's a double picture there. Faces, smiles, bright futures. These are um, some of the leaders that were in the home. These are the, do you want to point to the two girls on the right there? There's the mother. And in Jesus' name, can we pray tonight that these girls will conceive? We call them fruitful vines for God's glory in Jesus' name. And um, so they serve us this, oops, that's what I wanted to show you, that meal there. This meal here, and then I think there are more pictures, but I feel like I'm going to use the last few minutes for something else. But um, this is, do you want to say something about this meal? I know you really like this. <laughs> you, you follow their customs. So whenever the meeting ends, this meeting ended at midnight, and uh, you are expected to have something to eat. And so uh, this is all kinds of, uh, you know, this is kind of a bread here, but then rice, spicy chicken different things like that. As long as it's cooked, you know, it's okay, as long as it's cooked that way. But, but so they're serving us, and then they'll watch us eat at, at midnight, 1230, whatever. So that was, that was uh, a late night. Yeah, yeah, but, but, but a tremendous blessing. You have D. Crows here, you know, and Alicia, and so forth. Praise God. Well, maybe I'll just see what else, a couple more. Oh, this is um, into Kamal's home, and again, hospitality is huge. They're like, you know, I'd said to Pauline, um, I said, now I'm not really eating a lot over here. And she, she wrote back, it was, I think through messenger, you will eat a lot at my home. <laughs> like, okay. So this is Kamal's 70 year old mom. Kamal's one of the leaders, his wife, Rosemary, she's 70. And then she's tapping the table making sure she wants Jeannie to eat more. Now, this is before we're supposed to go to a meeting. So, I mean, we just come into their house, they pull up this wooden table and, and want us to eat something, you know. So It's so precious. And this is blurry, but I just wanted to put this up because she's got a hold of my arm, and she is so tiny. And she's kind of taking care of me because there's a great big hole in the road that they're fixing, and I just was really touched by her protectiveness, and we continue there. Yeah, if you can see her arm. Oh, this was the girl that got delivered from the demon. Um, on the left, she's struggling, and on the right, she's free. And uh, that same night, um, Dave and was on the other side, and two other girls got delivered from demons also. And it could be some of these people. Hats for the children because it's cold. <laughs> and uh, I'll just I'll just say the last. This, I mean, use this as a last one. But the boy in the front there, his that's Moses and his sister Karen, and they're Pastor John and Pauline's children. And and then these young people, God is raising up. And the, he's the one that's got a sound room. And he had Dave and I come in the, to the sound room and play, uh, play the piano and do a recording. And um, um, he, I, he said, well, can, can you play something? I said, uh, sure. How about Friend of God? So we all stood in there and, and uh, sang 
friend of God and uh, worship the Lord together. And we sang, what was the other song? I don't remember, Shout to the Lord or something. And, sure. So this church started in this house. So this is an upper room in this house. Uh, initially started in just in the lower level. And uh, John, Paul, John and Pauline, they're, you know, they're his dad. Okay, and we've met him before. He is in Malaysia now, but we met him. He's an older man. And when they started the church years ago, the Hindus hated it, did not want a church in that neighborhood, and went around saying uh, to get them out, th- threats and so forth. And one of the Hindu leaders came and said, on such and such a day, I will kill you. And he announced it to the whole village, that area, part of Chennai, that he would, the, the senior guy, this was years ago, but he says, on such and such a day, I will kill you. And, uh, and on that particular day, of course, the, he's, the pastor stood his ground. He's staying in his church, you know. And on that particular day, the Hindu man dropped dead in the street. And everybody thought, don't say anything against the Christians. And, and, and the church flourished. And then, then they went to the upper room here, and now they have a big church building and so forth. Of course, years have passed. Hallelujah. He's written a book, and it's being uh, distributed, and God is being glorified. So um, I want to do two last short things, and it has to do with music. And so I cannot get the love of God off of my heart. So I, I would like if tonight they've got it, they're going to play it here. But um, I'd like to do that first. The love of God, and if you would just be ministered to personally here about his love. Anytime you start it, I'll quit talking. <laughs> and, um, yeah, yeah, kind of pretty much then the next one has pictures with it. But, but I want to release the love of God here tonight. He's, he's pre- present, Emmanuel. God is with us. There's a high level of love here in this room, in this house. And I mean, as I look out, I just see loving people here. You are loving. You are very loving people. We thank you, Lord. I'll, I'll read this scripture like we might say, like, what, what can I do? And in Acts, it says, the disciples, each according to his ability, determined to send relief to the brethren, I'm going to say dwelling in India. It says dwelling in Judea, but we can make a determination to send relief to other places. This they, this they also did, and they sent it to the elders by the hands of Pastor Dave and Jeannie, Barnabas and Saul. So, I mean, our, I say that very humbly to put our name in there with those great men of faith, but, but we can go and we can do something. Get ready. Okay. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605 692 4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net. Or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. 
Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m. Also, Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.